the reason that there's so much hatred in our world, and yes, even coming from some folks who call themselves Christians, is because we have not accepted the atoning work of the cross of Calvary. Welcome to Wesley AME Zion Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Today, our country is in a crisis, financial crisis, health crisis, racial crisis. Today, Pastor Jones shares a message on how we can take our crisis to the cross. Let's go into the message. Welcome to Wesley Amy Zion Church, where we are working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. We're so blessed to have you with us here again today. And we have a word that will deal with some of the things that we're facing on today. We have an end time word, a word that is in season for the trouble that we're facing in our world. Our text can be found today in the Gospel of Luke chapter 23 the 34th verse. That's the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, the 34th verse. And it reads as follows. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. I want to focus on the beginning part of that verse. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. I want to share this morning from the subject of crisis and the cross, crisis and the cross. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we bless you now. We thank you. We give glory. We give honor to your name. It's through the blessed name of your son, Jesus Christ, that we come to you on today. And we ask now, God, that you would speak, speak through your servant, O God, for I'm listening. Speak through me, O God, that I might share a word with your people. Then, God, I pray that you would anoint me afresh and fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. And I ask now, God, that you would overshadow me. Use me for your will and your glory. And I pray, Father, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Crisis and the cross. At the beginning of each year, Usually we make statements or we make declarations that this is going to be my year. And 2020 was no exception. Some started out 2020 saying this is going to be my year. And many of us made that same declaration only to find ourselves now wishing that this year was over. But we know that that is simply an exaggeration. This year can't possibly be over. We can't hurry and rush through 2020. If we could put a title on 2020, what would it be? Some have labeled 2020 the worst year ever. But again, we know that's an exaggeration. There are memes circulating all throughout social media expressing how people feel about the year 2020. You see, if I had to put a label on this year, it would be the year of crisis. A crisis is a sudden and a severe change in your condition and or situation that forces change. You see, we started the year fresh off the heels of a political crisis. And, and for some of us, we saw the year 2020 as a fresh start. There's a new beginning. But some of us experienced relationship crisis only to find a, a health crisis coming on the heels of that. And some of us have experienced economic and financial crisis. We've gone from crisis to crisis, from, from issue to issue, from one circumstance to another. 
Here we are only six months in and we've already experienced a, a pandemic and a severe economic hit to our economy. We have catastrophic loss of human life. And yes, we even have the church has been impacted by the current crisis that we're in. A significant change has taken place in our society. Significant change has taken place in our world and it's forcing us as a people to change. It's forcing us as a society to change. It's forcing us as a world to change. You see, we are finding out that we have gone from a rock to a hard place and, and we found out that we have gone from one issue to another. And see, the last thing that we find ourselves in the middle of is a struggle for the simple right to have life. Just approximately two weeks ago, Mr. George Floyd, life was squeezed out of him by police officers, those who are sworn in to protect and serve. And he found himself in the hands of police officers only to have his life stripped from him for no apparent reason. See, what is an unfortunate event that happened to Mr. George It's unfortunate what's happening around our world, but it's come to a time when people have said enough is enough. People around the world are standing up for the right of those who are being mistreated. People around the world are standing up for the right for many of us as African-Americans just to simply have life. But what do we do when we watch the world around us go from crisis to crisis? How do we deal with everything that's going on in our world, in our personal lives? The answer is we must allow our crisis to meet the cross of Christ. You see, Christ is the answer. And if we allow our crisis to go to the cross at Calvary, they can be dealt with. Crisis meets the cross when individuals allow the sacrificial and atoning work of Christ to govern the actions of their lives. When we allow the work that happened on the cross so long ago to take root and govern our lives, then our crisis will be changed. Then our crisis will no longer be a crisis. Then our crisis will have met the cross of Calvary. The first thing that I want us to know out of our text is this. There is an answer for our crisis. See, every one of us at some point in our life is going to go through crisis or crisis. You see, the point is that we're all going to suffer some trouble in our lives. Jesus told us this in John 16 and 33. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Simply put, Jesus is telling us that we're going to go through some things. We're going to have crisis pop up in our lives. We're going to have situations that will change and transform our lives, sometimes not for the better. But what he's saying is there is an answer. There is an answer to the crisis that we face on a regular basis. There is an answer to the new crisis that pop up in our lives. Jesus is telling us that there is an answer for every crisis that comes into our world. And that answer is we've got to take it to the cross at Calvary. There is an answer for the troubles that we face in this life. 
Many of us think that there is no answer. Many of us think that there is no solution, but there is always an answer if God is in your life. There is always an answer because God is a good God. And because God is a good God, he has an answer for every trouble and every trial that we face. Some of us may say, well, Jones, I'm facing all kinds of troubles and trials in my life, and, and it doesn't seem like God has shown up yet. My question is, have you taken those crises to the cross? And the thing that we are challenged in is not only we take our crisis to the cross, but will others take their crisis to the cross? Are there people in our world who are seeking the answer to the crisis that they're in? Or are there people who are simply satisfied or they're just willing to deal with the crisis that has come into their world? We see the United States has been hit with a crisis that it hadn't seen in a long time. And it's different because more and more people are standing up against the evil that is in our world. More and more people are standing up against the injustice that is happening in our society. The question is, will you take your crisis to the cross because there's an answer there and his name is Jesus. There's an answer to every trouble we have, and his name is Jesus. All we have to do is take our troubles to the Lord. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me because my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. And we will learn to yoke up with Jesus and take our issues and our crisis to the cross at Calvary. We might find that we don't have as much trouble and as many problems as we think we do. We might find out if we take our crisis to the cross and we take our issues, if we take our idiosyncrasy to the cross at Calvary and tell Jesus all about the issues that we have and repent before God and ask him to work on us as individuals, then our lives will change. And as our lives change, then the world around us can change. I'm telling you, there is an answer to the crisis and it is the cross at Calvary. The second thing that I want us to see out of our text is this. Understand the purpose of the cross. The cross has a purpose. The cross is not just a shiny object that we look at. It's not just some object that we wear around our necks. It's not just a decoration that we use to express our Christian faith. The cross has purpose. The cross has significant value in the Christian's life. And when we understand the purpose of the cross, I believe it will help us to be able to take our crisis to the cross. One of the first things that we need to understand about the purpose of the cross is this. The cross is making a declaration of love. Yes, the cross is God's declaration of his love for humanity. When you think about what God has done, he gave his only begotten son because of the love that he had for sinful humanity. Think about that for a moment. He had so much love and he wanted to express that love in such a great way that he was willing to allow his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on that cross at Calvary. But it goes a little further than that. The cross is also God's provision. Because not only did he allow his son to die on that cross, he provided Jesus just for that purpose. If you look throughout the Old Testament and it makes its way to the New Testament, it tells the same redeeming story. It tells of how God wants a relationship with humanity, but we can't have that relationship because of our sinful state. But God provides a way. He provides a lamb. He provides a sacrifice. He provides the one and only perfect sacrifice that could take away the sins of humanity. And that is his son, Jesus Christ. So as God is also 
giving us that sacrifice. He's providing the answer to the sinful human, human nature. He's providing an answer to humanity's sin problem. God provided that, that son, Jesus Christ, for the purpose of taking away the sins of the world. See, we must come by the cross and only by the cross. I know some tell you that there are more ways to God, but according to the Bible, it says we only come through the, by the cross and blessed by Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of God. You see, that's when we really come into that right relationship with God. When we come through his son, Jesus Christ, he said, no man cometh to me except the father draw him. And we don't get to the father unless we go through the son, Jesus Christ. And because we've gone through the son, Jesus Christ, we have the right to a relationship with God. We've entered into a relationship with God, a personal relationship with God. And he becomes our Lord. He becomes our Savior. And as God becomes the Lord and the master of our lives, he becomes the leader of our souls. We then are to be shaped and molded by that relationship. But understand this too. It is also God's victory. The cross is also a sign of God's victory because on that cross at Calvary, God is not only declaring his love for humanity. He's not only providing an escape from human, human sin, but he's also declaring and saying that he has the victory because when Christ died on that cross that day, he took victory from Satan. When Christ died on the cross that day, he took victory over death and the grave. When Christ died on the cross that day, he won a victory that we could not win on our own. He won a victory that no human soul could win. He won a victory that no human mind could conceive of. He won a victory that no human battle could ever win. Jesus Christ won a victory on the cross that day because the father provided a sacrifice and because the father was de declaring his love for humanity. That's why victory belongs to us. That's why we walk in victory and not defeat. That's why it's important if we are called by the name of Christ and if we are called Christian, then we got to govern ourselves like Christians. There are too many people in our world who are governing themselves as sinful human beings and not Christians. If you're called by the name of Christ, govern yourself as a Christian. If you're called by the name of Christ, love your brothers and sisters, no matter what color they may be. If you're called by the name of Christ, honor people for who they are. There is only one race, and that is the human race. It's time out for all of the, the black and the white stuff. It's one human race. We may be of different colors, but we're one human race. And Christ died for all of us. He didn't just die for a certain group of us. He died for all of us because there is only one. And in fact, if you trace your roots back, they only come from two groups of people, Adam and Eve. We all come from the same lineage. So we must begin to understand and know that the cross has purpose. And the last thing that I want us to understand is this. We've got to accept the work of the cross. Once we realize that we have an answer for our crisis, which is the cross. And then when we understand the purpose of the cross, we now must be willing to accept the work of the cross. The work of the cross is to redeem humanity. The work of the cross is to save us from our wretched lives and our wretched souls. The work of the cross is to transform us 
and to individuals that honor and serve and worship God and lead others to the cross of Calvary. That transforming work is something that we must accept as individuals. The reason that there's so much hatred in our world, and yes, even coming from some folk who call themselves Christians, is because we have not accepted the atoning work of the cross of Calvary. We have not allowed the work at the cross of Calvary to take root in our lives. It's time that we began as Christians to allow the word of God to really work on us. It's time as Christians that we allow the message of Christ to really work on us. It's time as Christians that we began to really walk in the power of our salvation. How can we say we love God? but yet we hate our brothers and sisters whom we see every day. Many of us are on our way to heaven anyhow, but we can't stand the man or the woman next to us. Many of us have declared that we're born again, saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled, but we can't stand someone else because of the color of their skin. God said, how can you say you love me when you hate your brothers and your sisters that you see every day? It's time for us to accept the atoning work of the cross. It's time for us to allow the cross to begin to work in our lives. Stop fighting against the cross. Stop fighting against the message of the cross. Stop fighting against the purpose of the cross and allow God to work on our lives individually. And as I close, I want us to understand this. There's an answer for what's happening in our world today. There's an answer for the pandemic that's happening in our world today, and we've got to take it to the cross at Calvary. There's an answer for the social injustices that are happening in our world today. We've got to learn to take it to the cross at Calvary. There's an answer for the, the racial bias that's happening in our world and racism that's happening in our world today. We've got to learn to take it to the cross at Calvary. There's an answer for the economic disparities that are going on in our society today. We've got to learn to take it to the cross at Calvary. There's an answer for the reason why some folk can't get health care while others are enjoying the best of health care of life. we got to learn to take it to the cross at Calvary. There's an answer for why someone can't simply walk down the street without having someone take their life. There's an answer at the cross of Calvary. There's an answer for those who abuse us instead of protecting and serving us. And there's an answer at the cross of Calvary. But we've got to be as individuals willing to go to the cross of Calvary. There is room for everyone at the cross of Calvary. And in case you missed it in the text, there's a whole lot of people at the cross of Calvary. There's the chief priest at the cross of Calvary. There are the religious leaders at the cross of Calvary. There are poor folk at the cross of Calvary. There are rich folk at the cross of Calvary. There's an army at the cross of Calvary. There's soldiers there. There's police officers there at the cross of Calvary. And in case you still haven't get it, let me bring it home today. There are politicians at the cross of Calvary. There are rich folk that have mansions and Mercedes Benz and Lamborghinis at the cross of Calvary. There are poor folk who have nothing at the cross of Calvary. There are folk who have all types of health care at the cross of Calvary. There are those who have no health care at the cross of Calvary. There are room for every one of us at the cross of Calvary. There are soldiers at the cross of Calvary. There are police officers at the cross of Calvary. You're at the cross of Calvary. I'm at the cross of Calvary. But will we let the work take place in us? Will we let the work of the cross take root in us? Will we let the work of the cross have an effect on us? That we might change the world. If you are a Christian who is called by the name of Christ, let God's word transform you. Let God's word shape and mold how you live and how you conduct your life. We don't need any more fake Christians. We need people who are real about their faith, real about their worship, 
and real about serving God. If you're one of those people, begin to take your life to the cross at Calvary and ask God to deal with the crisis in your life. And then begin to share with someone else how God can take and transition their life. And as we do that, we can shape and change the world. We've already been commissioned to do that. The Great Commission tells us to go ye therefore, teaching and preaching and baptizing, and sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ, that we might transform the world. But we've been falling down on the job. It's time for us to get to work because the cross has purpose. And God has already declared that he loves us through what he did on the cross. So let's let the work of the cross have an effect on our lives. Let's let the work of the cross change us, shape us, and mold us. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ. You can begin to change and shape the world with a relationship with Christ. Won't you just pray the simple prayer with me? Father, it's in the name of Jesus that I come now and I ask that you would save me. I ask that you would forgive me and redeem me from my sins. I ask, oh God, that you would save me from the life that I've been living. Creating me a new creature. Save me, God, and fill me with the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit that I might be a change agent in this world. Father, I thank you for your saving grace. I thank you that your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross at Calvary. I thank you that he paid my sin debt, and I accept it by faith. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you just drop us a line at that email below and let us know that you've accepted Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a church home, I encourage you, find yourself a church home. Find you a place where you can grow. Find you a place where you can worship. Find you a place where you can serve. Find you a place where you can let the love of Christ be declared over you. Find you a place where the purpose of the cross is understood. Find you a place where you and those other believers that are gathered there can begin to change and impact the world because you've allowed the cross to make changes in your life. God bless you on today. And until next time, God bless. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.